anything along the mental health field, we, of course, request that it should be family appropriate and that if you would have your children ages eight and above listening to it, you would feel safe to have them listen to the program. We're also hoping that, Merit Hashem, to get some of your questions, some of your comments. And therefore, the number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858. And we look forward to taking your callers or your messages. Again, that's 718-683-5858. And we'll see after the Shemaya. We will be able to take your questions, take your comments. We look forward to creating the awareness. So again, that number to call up is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. So I'd like to start with just a little comment or question that we've been getting, and this is about more stress and anxiety. And the reason why I'd like to discuss two minutes about stress, anxiety, and even depression is because these are, stress is something that everyone's got. That is extremely normal to have. But anxiety and depression are diagnosable issues that I just want to create the awareness there is no reason to live and to suffer with them. They are very treatable with therapy and if needed medication, and a person can live happy, calm, alive, free, easy, and just excited. And in order for that to happen, we need to create the awareness that don't settle for less. I've been getting several clients coming to me in the last, let's say, over the last month, all stating that family members are telling them, oh, it is the way it is. Forget it. Like, just accept it. So you're always going to be nervous. You're always going to be nervous in public settings. You're always going to be afraid that maybe people are talking about you. You're always going to find yourself just with this downer. I want to create the awareness. Absolutely not. This is actually a field that we at the center specialize in. Depression, anxiety are very workable. They're easy with Siat Dishmaya. Hopefully therapy will work. And if therapy alone doesn't work, then it's pretty good with medication. There's definitely a place for exercise, a place for vitamins. There's so much that you can do. But before those of you, let's say you've tried and it's not working, be aware that you definitely can change with therapy. It's, it's workable. The number to call in is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and I would like to get callers in. Comments again should be family appropriate. And we are going to our first caller, Mrs. E. You're on the line with Mordechai. Hello, Mrs. E. Hi. Yes, hello. So um, my question is that I'm a teacher for little kids. Sorry, say again. Hello, Mrs. E. Okay, again, the number is 718-683-5858, we look forward to getting your to taking your questions and your comments. So let's just go back to stress and to anxiety and to depression. Anxiety are people that are walking around with certain fears, certain concerns, 
a belief that things might not get better and therefore they're just stuck in patterns and they find themselves worrying more and more. And many times when we have these fears, the one fear builds on the next, which then builds on the next. And you can start having an entire building based on fears. Depression is when the person's feeling sad, but sad Classic depression that people think about is someone that's just depressed and that they're not getting out of bed. That is, uh, that is one of the signs of depression, major depressive disorder. But then people, and I'd like to get the awareness, is called more dysthymia. So many people that come to my office aren't aware that they're actually walking around with depression. And low-level depression means that they're functioning, they're going through life, but there's no excitement, there's no zest. There's no interest. It's like, okay, I'm just doing and processing. And I want people to be aware. The Rabbi Shalom made this world to enjoy, to feel great. Yes, there will be difficulties. Yes, there will be pain. But at the same time, there will be excitement. If you're feeling this general blah, you're just not feeling happiness, you're not enjoying something, realize that this is not the correct pattern. This isn't right. And the Rabbi Shalom has made the world that we can be enjoying. We can be loving it that much and that exciting. So the number to call in to ask your question or comment is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we are going to Mrs. Z. Mrs. Z, you're on with Mordechai. Hello? Yes, hello. Hi. Um, first, I wanted to thank you for your phone line and for your radio shows. I really enjoy them. You're welcome. Um, my question is, I wanted to know... Why is it, and is there anything to do about when somebody like wants like wants to feel happy with somebody and you know be happy or something, and they just can't control their emotions? They're just like upset, and like as much as they try to be happy, they'll just say comments that they don't want to say, like against what they want to do. So let's try to give an example because this is a very general question that I find myself do much better with details. So let's assume your question is. Let's say someone is in school and they want to stay calm, but instead they're angry at a teacher or they're angry at a friend. They're trying to tell themselves, be happy, be happy, but they're not able to. Is that your question? Can you give me an, an actual um, grounded yeah, example? What? Yeah, that's basically the question. Great. So can you repeat the question now? Give it to me in your words. This way I understand sure. what you're Sure. So um, I want to know why it is that there could be I'm saying no, no, anybody, general. I don't know I need details. Why there can be, to give me a scenario, I need a case. Okay, so there's a girl that um, she really wants to have a great day, and she went out with let's say, her friends or she went out shopping with some other people, and she just, she's like upset inside, but she really wants to be happy, and she'll like, like just say like nasty comments or like not like be able to like, you know, just smile and just be happy like everybody else. And really, she wants it, but she just can't get herself to do it. Okay. So I think you've really just answered the question. Notice your question. Your question is, why is it if someone is hurt and pained within themselves and they're around positive people, they'll just be nasty or they'll make negative comments? And what do you think is the answer that you've just said? Because they're hurt inside and they're pained. That's right. And until you don't change the inside feelings, that's what they're going to be seeing on the outside. That's their reality. So our perception is our reality. And if we don't change our perception, or if we don't heal the pain, then unfortunately this is going to be happening. This is how we're going to be reacting. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So in the program, we've done pretty recently a program, the Stress to Inner Peace. And I discuss over there an important concept that I value very, very much. And that concept is the need versus wants. That means that when we think about what we need, we need just a roof over our, over our heads. We need basic clothing to keep us warm. We need basic food. That's, that is all that we need. What we want, we want so much more. We want bigger houses. We want expensive clothing. We want friends. We want so many other things. Now, that wants that we want, what happens is when we start making a want a need, that's when we get stuck. That means if I don't have the bigger house that I want, and now we make it a need, without that I'm not happy, now I'm depressed. Now I'm sad. Now my life is worthless. Now I don't feel I have a purpose. Now I feel others are better than me. And if others are better than me, since now let's watch and notice a need and a want. A need is I'm learning basic information. A want is I want to get 100. A need is I bachshem of good food. The want is I want better food than everyone else. The need is I'm healthy. The want is, I want to be stronger and smarter than everyone else. When we start making our needs and our wants, we start confusing the two. We start making our wants and need. We must be the strongest in the class. We must be the smartest. And if not, I am lost. Then we get sad and we get depressed. So the wow, that's large amazing. focus, I never that especially that. when we've got girls, and teenagers and teenage boys in school is there's a huge confusion between the wants and the needs. So teenagers especially go, I'm a loser. Kids are so much smarter than me. I got a 70 on the test and others get 90s. So we just turned a want, yes, I'd like to do good. And instead what we are saying is it's now a need. If I don't get the best mark, then I, we start labeling ourselves loser, failure, I will never succeed. And therefore, our focus, extremely important is for us to focus on, is our needs, our needs, our wants, our wants. That's very important for us to recognize that. The number to call in to ask your question is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. And we look forward to taking your questions and comments. Let's go again over here, 718-683-5858. Now, when we think about this needs versus wants, we will find how many times in our lives the Rebbein has given us so much and we couldn't appreciate it because we wanted more. And then we're focused on the wants rather than our needs. And what happened is, we are now upset and disappointed. Instead of saying, thank you, Hashem, for the extras and the beyond extras that you've given me, we're now starting to say, I am so sad because I don't have more. I can find a few people that have more than me. And therefore now, I am in a terrible mood. So if we can recognize needs versus wants, that changes a lot. There's also another issue going on, and that's sort of that a lot of people like saying, just be happy. You have so much going on. That is true. But we also have to realize that if we have pain going on, if we do not know how to deal with the pain, then it will hurt us and it will pull us down. 
So that means, so that means again for us to realize that yes, we need to appreciate what we have, but we also need to be able to heal the pain. So now, when a teenager is in pain and people like telling them do better, feel better, it's our job, our focus is to be able to also heal the pain. So if this girl has got pain because her parents are having issues, if this person is having pain because they aren't able to study, these are all these are all different reasons why we need to focus on understanding what's the underlying cause to the pain why this girl is not happy. So we lost Miss S, and now we got you back. So let's go ahead and does that make sense, the difference between needs versus wants? Hello? Yeah, hi. Yes. So the concept of needs versus wants, does that make sense why this girl can't talk? All right. We are going to Mrs. T. Mrs. T, you're on the air with Mordechai on jrootradio.com. Yeah, hi. Yes. Okay, um, thank you so much for your shows. I really, really enjoy it. And it's you're really welcome. the highlight of my week, and I can't wait every week. Thank and you. Thank you. So thank now for my question. Sure. If I have something that I want to work on, and what should I do if I'm embarrassed to work on it because people expect me to react in a certain way? Okay, can you give me again an example? It is too general. Yeah, so let's say my mother is going to ask me to do something that that she knows I don't like to do it, but so I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make like a fuss. And so let's say now I want to work on it, so I'm going to say sure with a smile, and then it's going to be so awkward. Let's stop a second. Excellent. Notice now, let's understand your, we'll use a little cognitive method. Cognitive is that we challenge a thought. So it's called, let's say, in, it's called the ABC theory. Let's say an activating event, a belief, and then a conclusion. Let me explain to you what that means. The event is that your mother will ask you something. The belief is that I must respond the same way or people will think that I'm crazy or something's wrong with me. So the conclusion is I am not allowed to change my response to my mother. Right? right. Yeah. So what cognitive behavioral therapy does is we change your belief. Can we change your belief? What other ideas can you have other than people go, oh, it's weird that she just says with a smile. What else might people think if they ask you, could you please do the laundry today? Can you help with supper? And you say, sure. She's going to say think that people... I'm such a good daughter, and, and my siblings are going to really be impressed, but it's not the way I usually react. So Notice what you just did. You saw what you just did? We're trying to come up with other thoughts of what people will think when you start behaving nice and well. And what you are saying is that you're going back into your one thought. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want you to come up with new ways. What they're going to think? No, not what they're going to think. Yeah, new, give me two other options what people will think. Besides that, that, oh, it's weird. How about, wow, she's getting mature. 
How about, wow, all those times I asked her to do it with a smile, it's finally kicking in. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of her. That's for sure what she's going to think. And it's not only my mother. It's all those, like, classmates. Like, they know I'm going to make fun of a certain teacher or whatever. That's right. So how about you start writing down the new belief that people will be thinking and then notice, hey, I like this new belief. So you have a belief that people are going to say she's funny. What happened to her? Why is she different? And maybe one or two people will make the comment, but what most of the girls in the class will be thinking, let's come some different options. What do you think they'll say? Well, she's really mature. Exactly. So now what mm-hmm. options? Now you have an option to either remain stuck with your old belief mm-hmm. or you have a choice to change your belief. Right. So the classical classical example they give with this with this cognitive shift is someone gets fired from a job therefore they're depressed and they go the cbt method is the cognitive method is no what's the belief the belief is if someone gets fired then you're a failure so because now a i got fired b i believe whoever gets fired is a failure now c i'm depressed Mm -hmm. the concept that you want to change is no what is the option when someone gets fired? This was a horrible job. This was a horrible place. And now that I quit, now that I was fired because I don't quit, then better job is coming up. Now, how will the conclusion be? Um, how I'm going to react? Yeah, how will someone think now if they get fired, thinking that there's better jobs waiting for them? They're going to be much happier. They're going to be happy that's, that they will the That's job. right. So that's cognitive therapy. Cognitive mm-hmm. therapy is giving you the ability to change your underlying beliefs. So there's one reason why you don't want to change, because then people are going to say, oh, she's crazy, or she's a different person. To change it to, people are going to say, wow, she's now more mature. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you feel this has helped you or answered your question? That. Uh, People are going to respect me rather than think that I'm that I'm not normal. That's right. And when you might have someone give that one negative comment, so instead of falling back to your old patterns, you can now reinforce it with the new ones. Okay. Got it? Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Okay. We are going to another Mrs. S. Mrs. S., you're on with Mordechai on jrootradio.com, and the number to call in is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. Looking forward to taking questions and comments. We actually lost Mrs. S. We are going to go to Mr. W. Mr. W., you are on with Mordechai. Hello? Yes, Shalom Aleichem. Hello? Hello? Yes. Okay. Want I should give you my question? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Okay, you spoke, you told the other caller before about needs, uh, wants becoming needs. Yes. That could cause depression. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about the child who has parents... It expected the child to bring home only hundreds, and if 
he or she does not do that, then she'll really be made to feel less than regular. Yep, Doesn't that, that is true. Uh, want become a need for this child? Yep, and that's how anxiety is created, and that's what we do in therapy. We I don't hear you. Could you talk a little bit louder? Yeah, there's a little difficulty with the system, so it's coming out very low. Yeah, hello? Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's a little bit better. Go ahead. Yeah, the system, we're having some technical difficulties over here with the system. So, um, so again, that is exactly the issue when if parents are suffering from anxiety or if they are creating a perfectionist model, then then what is going to happen is and this child will will have anxiety, will get can't or depression or any of the above. Right, right, right. So that yeah. will be a created anxiety to the child by the parents. That's right. Yeah. Right. So that's very important that parents have to know the level that the child could achieve and not to create a level that might not be reasonable. That's exactly right. Thank you for creating this awareness, definitely. So yeah, yeah, because I figured I was listening and I figured this should be mentioned. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, thank, thank you very you. much. I enjoy your show. You're welcome. Thank you. And yes, be well. Have a good like evening. If you have a question yeah. or a comment, the number is 718 683 and we are going to Ms. Z. Ms. Z, you're on the air with Mordechai. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yes, hello. Um, I'm sure you've gotten questions regarding nail-biting um, habits, but I would like to ask about how, like, I have a, this habit, and it gets, like, a, to a dangerously low point of there's almost no nails, and I tried almost everything, and I would like to know, um, in my opinion, what would be almost like the extreme, you know, the last resort to stop nail biting habits because it's almost like a dangerous kind of, you know, it's very low. So let's try to make things a little bit simpler, and that is that this program is really an awareness based. So you're asking me what tools, what techniques are out there, and there really isn't a one tool. I can give you some of the ideas, but it's really okay, more well, a one. One second, sorry, I can't hear you. What? Yeah, we are having a difficulty with the system, so it's coming out low. Sorry, hello? Yes. Okay, so, I hear you. Okay. Great. So what the? I just want to help create. You asked a how-to. What do you do about it? We don't give solutions in this program. We create an awareness. I cannot give you the solution until we don't do a full... Right, but I would like to know more like, where would I be able to find... Um, is there any specific thing that, you know, like a... You know, a big thing that would help with nail biting? It's nail biting has a lot to do with behavior. So that means you would might be focusing on a behavioral therapist, someone that will be helping you to create a different behavior instead of biting your nails. There's the classical symptoms. You know when you have, not classical symptoms, a classical tool to put a certain, like a nail polish, like on your thumb, on the fingers, that will have a horrible flavor so you won't put it in your mouth. Have you tried those? What, the, the, the taste bad? Yes. 
Yes, I tried um, everything from that. I also like skin pulling, you know, just with you know, just with my fingers. So it's been from I tried that. I tried um, putting on a bandaid. I looked up many things, and it just seems to be that a lot of things just don't work for me. I'm going to ask a question, but don't share. Just listen to the question. Is there a lot of stress going on in your life? A lot of control. A lot of people telling you what to do. A lot of screaming going around you. Um, well, it used to be like that, but right now it's just more of, it's turned into like more of a habit even. Um, it's what right, comes so from like a thing that I know that I'm doing to it to like an actual habit. Diffi- right. That's the difficulty with your question because your question sometimes can be, there are underlying issues going on. There can just be a habit going on and you might need even a session, let's say every two days to start behavioral. That's a behavioral therapist. The same way behaviors were created by habit, you can undo them. But you need someone to work with you one-on-one, someone to tailor the system, someone that understands that. Would you say a regular therapist would be able to help with the behavioral issues like such as this? I don't know because when people use the word regular therapist, there are therapists that have a lot of training and take trainings. There are therapists that don't have a lot of training or therapists that have training in only marriage or different areas and they still go under the name therapist. So mm-hmm. usually I like when we call relief or call the organizations where they do where they know which therapists specialize in different areas. I would focus for you more on a behavioral therapist. That's what I'll be mm-hmm. focusing on. And today okay. behavioral therapists are pretty common. They're getting the licensing and it's pretty common to have an ABA therapist. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes. So the number to call in is 718-358-5878-683-5858. And we are going to Mrs. S. Mrs. S., you're on with Mordechai on J-Root Radio. Hi. Yes, hello. Yeah, hi. So um, I'm a teacher for two-year-olds. Yep. And I have this one student, like, she, she's very... Um, she fights a lot. She does, like, she basically, like, does everything to disrupt the class. Like, just not that many students, but she's very um, controlling and all that. And um, not happy. She ends up crying in school, like, many, many times. Hey, again, we're talking about a two-year-old, right? One, two, two-year-old? Yeah, right. This is age-appropriate. How, what skills do you have? How many years are you teaching two-year-olds? My first year. Right. And do you have a teacher there with you that has experience on top of you? I have someone that's, yeah, on top of me. Great. And how's that teacher dealing with it? What do you mean? What are they doing about this child when they're acting this way? They're taking care of it, but they're, they're saying that, like, the mother comes to me with the same complaints that I have. She comes to ask me what to do like that she's at home, this and that. So it must be coming something from the home. Okay. But I just want you to be aware that even when kids have difficulties at home, we see many, many times that at, home, that at school they're very good. And mm-hmm. that means that we is, especially for two-year-olds, creating a structure they will follow. I just want to create this awareness for you. Uh-huh. So the information so, I'm giving is, yes, this kid, there might be some stuff going on at home, but at the same time, 
for us to be aware that we hear all the time that when kids are great at school but at home there are issues, or the other way around, they are great at home but at school there are issues, we want to see what's going on in those environments. Do you want to connect it to the house? I might, but I'd also connect it on what skills there are. I don't know. All I'm saying is two-year-olds are two-year-olds. Right. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Sure. Hatzlacha. We are going to Mr. A. Mr. A, you're on the air with Mordechai on jradio.com, as well as for people who like to call, ask your question, the number is 718-683-5858, Mr. A, you're on. Hello. Yes, Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Shalom. I want to know, my son is a big boy, he just has a habit of... Wait, say that again. Your son? Just started curling, curling his tail. How old is your son, please? He's seven. Uh, Just to be aware, we haven't started this program, but we really don't take questions under the age of eight. Because most of the time they're age appropriate. These are mis- these are normal stuff for kids to be doing, and the parents need more skills based how to deal with it. These okay. are. Is this your first child? Your oldest child? No. No. Okay. Again, when seven, I I don't have. Really, there's a lot more that needs to be asked when we go to seven-year-olds that just start curling the payas. Could be age-appropriate, could not be, could be stress going on, could be expectations. I'm talking about a little bit uh, uncontrollable. Say that again? A little bit uncontrollable. What, his behaviors? Yes, it keeps on pulling it. So again, these are... No, this is the second behavioral question that we're getting. We sort of got about biting the nails. There's more to behaviors are a sign of what's going on inside. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm sorry that it's, I cannot answer. We're here to create an awareness. You're asking more detailed. I don't have an awareness to create from the questions. I need more information. And therefore, when I would do that, I would, if someone would tell me, if I would get, if someone would come to me one-on-one and tell me they have a seven-year-old son that's trying to pull with their pace and some of their behaviors are uncontrollable, I would be asking detailed questions. What's going on at home? How's the show and life between the parents? What's going on between the brothers and sisters? Is this kid eating? Is this kid sleeping well? What's happening in school? Does this kid have friends? Are they having a Rebbe that's too tough on him? Is there something going on with the principal? Are there now times of tests and midterms and finals going on? Are there, is there a kid that's bullying or fighting with him? Did his chavrusa drop? Those children be act, react through their behaviors when things are bothering them. So we're not able to do that. Okay. Right? So that's why I need more information and we don't address how-to questions. We're here to create an awareness. I guess this was the awareness. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And again, I apologize to everyone listening. 
we, we're basically creating an awareness here. When I get asked how do you change and do certain stuff, I need to know a lot more before we actually give a response, and that's what we do more one-on-one in therapy. We are going to Mrs. F. Mrs. F., you're on the air with Mordechai. Oh. Hello? Yes, hello. Hello? Yes. Hello? Hello? Yes, hello. Okay, I was hearing it very far away, so I didn't know if you were on. Sure. Um, first of all, welcome back, and we missed you last week on the show. Yes, thank you. I was an heir to Sral. I actually missed everyone, so it's a pleasure to be back. Yeah, um, I have a question. I am doing um, ACT therapy. Yes. And um, basically acknowledging, or anxiety, acknowledging the... Um, Emotions, and then just like putting them away for the moment. Yeah. So I have this like I I um, did a little cognitive, and I challenged a thought, and it came out that I feel like I'm neglecting the emotion as I'm accepting it. So I want to know if you have a little like if you like if I can have an understanding like what what's happening a bit. Sure. So ACT therapy is a beautiful therapy. It is a similar to CBT, but it has its methods, its rules, and the way they do it. And a lot of it will sound similar to CBT. And I know some people have done DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, and they go, oh, that's DBT. All the systems are similar, but each system has their rules on how they do it and what they focus on. So just to give an example of what ACT therapy is, it's more about the acceptance. CBT is about challenging the thoughts, coming up with different reasons why it's not there. And what ACT is saying is allow the voice to be there. It's okay. Which means, let's say I'm speaking on the radio and I'm thinking, wow, I've done great. I've answered some great questions. And then all of a sudden part of me starts going, but maybe I missed the point. I should have said something else. And maybe that person didn't understand the question. Instead of fighting it and challenging it and saying, but the person said thank you, or if the person didn't understand it, they would have asked again, or other people would have called up. So probably it does make sense. So here I'm challenging the thoughts. Act therapy is a little bit different. Act therapy is saying it's okay. I'm allowed to have part of my brain to have doubts. Right. So that's what I'm doing, basically, and that's where it came from, our... and I'm so used to being attached to all those thoughts. That's so that's when I don't have therapy. those thoughts, I feel that's very, like, at lost. Like, it's almost like a loss to me. That's right. That is the beauty of ACT therapy. So the more you practice it, the more you learn to accept that those negative thoughts are there. The more you focus on mindfulness, they also focus on deep breathing. They also focus on relaxing music. They also focus on like the guided visualizations because they teach your mind to have calmness and quiet. So what happens is you learn to accept that everyone has got negative thoughts within themselves. You learn to accept that everyone's got doubts. And instead of fighting it, and I always have to be confident, you're allowing yourself to have a part of your mind to have a doubt. You're allowing yourself to have a part of your mind saying, I'm not that good. You're allowing to have a part of your mind saying, others are doing it better. And then you're able to have the other part also say it's okay. So what ACT therapy is, it's not about fighting the negative thoughts. It's about allowing that mind has thoughts, and they're also okay if there are negative thoughts. Why now, do I feel like I'm neglecting myself by allowing it to be there? 
yeah, I would shift that question right back to you. Now that you know that everyone's got two thoughts at a time, both negatives and positives, they're both there, who taught you and who told you that you must have only one thought? Yeah, Envi- great question. Environmental, uh... Good. So now yeah, environmental taught that me that. Thought of the environment, that old belief, and now start accepting that it's normal to have two thoughts at the same time, a negative and a positive, or confidence and doubt. They're all real. Right. So the yeah, right. I, just, I was thinking that. I just wanted to know if it was like a normal part of the process. That, but not only is it a normal part, that is the process of ACT. If the therapist taught you ACT, the, you first give a hakdama. The hakdama is that everyone has two thoughts at the same time. Everyone has a positive and a negative thought. Some people that are depressed and anxiety, they're only listening to the negative. Some people that are super positive or unhealthy denial only listen to the positive thoughts. The healthy person is someone that actually sees both the negative and the positive, can entertain both, and will be able to focus mostly on the positive. But they're able to listen to the doubt of the mind because this keeps us normal, this keeps us sane, this prevents us from taking rash or extreme positions, having doubt. Right, okay, sounds sounds good. That's right. So every single person in the world that is healthy has a negative thought and has positive thoughts, and they allow the negative thoughts to be there. They don't get overwhelmed by that. They don't have to fight it. Oh, you're not allowed to be there. No, we're allowed to have doubt. So in the past, I, I probably wasn't aware that I had two of those. That's right. All existing, so... I therefore only relied on the one, whatever emotion I was feeling in the present. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So that is exactly the ACT therapy. So ACT is accepting the situation where you are right now and allowing thoughts to just be thoughts and not to invest too much into a negative thought. It's okay. I I feel much better with it. Like, I've been to couple situations where in the past I would have sat there in my own comfort zone and I I just kept kept the flow going. Exactly. So Excellent. Excellent. Yes. And yeah. again, I'm a believer in always using everything and balancing yeah. and using and recognizing when to use what. But ACT therapy is a beautiful, powerful system. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. You're very welcome. And we are going to Mrs. G. Mrs. G, you're on with Mordechai on jrootradio.com. And the number for those that would like to call and ask your question is 718-683-5858. Hello, Mrs. G? Hello, Mrs. G. I feel much better with that. Hello? Yes, Mrs. G. Oh, yes, hi. Thank hi. you for taking my call. Um, I have a teenage son who is a Balmidos and a Balderacheret. The only night he's home for supper is Sunday evenings. So on those, those that one time a week, I like to make a good supper. So he says to me, he appreciates what I want to do for him, but he doesn't like fish, chicken, or meat. Well, what would you like? 
you know, I said, I want you to have a nice home-cooked supper. He likes sushi. Now, I, um, I, I don't really, you know, he can, he gets junk all week, and every now and then he can buy something out. How do I let him know, like, I want to make you something nice, but I don't want to send you out to sushi? Well, your question has got so many different underlying issues going on. Can we, let's take a step back and let's realize that... I'm sorry, I can't hear you? Yeah, there's an issue with the tech, with the tech, there's a technical issues going on that we're working on that. Can you also um, shut the radio in the background, please? Hello? Yes, hello? Hello? Yeah, I hear you. Yes, can you shut the radio in the background, please, completely? I did. I just, you're very low. Okay. Okay, great. So I would like you to recognize there are two, three issues going on here, and they're colliding the three different issues. Number one, you're saying that because your son is home once a week, you, you want to make something special for him that you will feel good about. That's step one. Then you want to make something special for him that he will feel good about. Then there's a third point over here that you want him to have a nutritious food because he doesn't get so much nutrition at home. I mean, in yeshiva. Now notice how these three are colliding. You want to make something because you want to feel great as a mother you're making something for him, but he is actually not wanting home-cooked food. So he's saying, if you want to care about what I want, then I want sushi. Now comes okay. the the other issue, which is which is which is getting involved over here, and that is that you want him to have some nutrition, something nutritious, and he won't have that if it's sushi. Can we recognize how there are three different issues going on with a one request? Um, I, I hear what you're saying. The truth is, I just, I want him to know, I want him to feel loved and that I'm doing something nice for him. So, Great. so do I give him what he wants? Just get him sushi, as he asked. So just get him sushi. He feels loved and cared for. You asked him, what would you like? And he told you what he would like. It's just not what you would like to hear. <laughs> That's why I was explaining to you that you're having two other underlying needs besides for you want to do something for him. So what I'm trying to explain to you is you're using words and not recognizing that there are also other words that you are saying. I have. So if it's about giving your son something for himself, then that would then just get him sushi. It's that you want to make okay. something. Now, you want something that you're going to do. That's not what he was asking for. Hello? Yes. It's a false time. Hello? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I thought I lost you. No, we're here. Uh-huh. Okay. I hear you. Okay, thank you. You're... Let's just review that. What are you getting from it? What are you hearing now? 
Okay, great. So we are going to Mrs. L. Mrs. L, you're on with Mordechai on jrradio.com. And for those that would like, the number to call up is 718-683-5858. Yep, 718-683-5858. Hi, how are you? Yeah, so I teach um, sixth grade, and I have a girl. She is seeing a therapist, but she has no social skills at all. Oh, can you say that again? Can you please start, start your question again? It was just too much for me. Start again, please. Okay. We are going to Mrs. R. Mrs. R, you're on with Mordechai on jaredradio.com. Yes, hi. Um, first of all, I'm hearing you very, like, from very far away. I can't hear you. Yes, this is a technical issue that everyone calling up has got that. Um, should I call back another time because it's like, really unclear for me to listen? Yep. You can definitely do that. Should I try back t- tonight, or do you think I should try rather tomorrow? Up to Hashem to make that decision. Hello? Yep. Okay, so the number to call in is 718 All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell everyone thank you for calling in and we are going to finish this program now tonight. We'll be taking care of the technical issues of the volume that by next week we should all have it worked out. Um, so again, I'd like to thank J Radio for all that they are doing and thank everyone over here behind the scenes and have a wonderful evening. Hatzlacha. And Merit Hashem, looking forward to taking your questions and your comments next week.